Hey, welcome to Music Made Me, the TuneCorp podcast. My name is Chris Mooney, and I'm going to be your host of today's episode. I'm the Senior Director of Entertainment Relations here at TuneCorp, and today we're going to be talking about store artist pages, along with just image branding of uh, artists as well. We'll touch on that. Streaming services like Spotify and Pandora have helped transform sort of the, the experience for the artists on their platforms as opposed to just being simple places where you can listen to the artist. Now there are many hubs for listening, buying merch, uh, and as well as analytics. Since this is a relatively new feature and many independent artists don't take advantage of it, we are going to be talking to a couple of people who have uh, great expertise in these areas. With us to talk is Brittany Holloway. Brittany currently works at Pandora as the client services analyst for the Next Big Sound team. After graduating from NYU with her degree in music business, she has gone on to help educate artists and their teams about digital rights management, audience growth, and more. Before taking on this current role, she worked with independent artists at The Orchard and here at TuneCore with a focus on video strategy and analytics. Now she works with various members of the music industry to help them optimize the tools available at Pandora and to help them inform their product improvements on the next big sound team. Via Skype, we have Chris Kajolas of Swimming Management, a manager and consultant to developing artists. Chris has developed a strategy that leverages digital and streaming data into building a multifaceted artist career, global touring, festival opportunities, brand partnerships, offers, and uh, many other opportunities. This enables artists to build a sustainable infrastructure for their music, turning data impressions into dollar signs, while also allowing the artist to maintain ownership and control over the various aspects of their art. We're going to spend the episode talking specifically about Chris's help managing with the artist Shalou. Welcome, Chris and Brittany. Happy to be here. Thank you, Chris. Happy to be here. So I'm going to kick it to Chris with a couple of questions uh, to start with. Um, first off, is there is there anything you want to tell us about? Let's since we're going to be focused on Shalou, just tell us a little bit about him. Um, Shalou is a producer artist from Rockville, Maryland. Um, I came across his music about two or three years ago um, and was a fan for a long time and just continued to pretty much annoy him and the people he was working with in the beginning for about a year and a half about how much I wanted to be involved, how much I loved his music, um, and just how I kind of wanted to be a part of it and see what it was like. And I got involved about a year and a half ago now with him. Um, and it's just been a big focus on taking all of his inspirations as a kid that grew up listening to punk music and indie music and emo music and being into the electronic scene and kind of figuring out how that all fits together in today's world and how to kind of package it and present it to people in a way that they can digest. And it was yeah. his music that, uh, attracted you. Did he have, we'll, we'll say like a, you know, like a thought out image, uh, when you first, uh, came across him? Um, he had a very defined idea. Um, I wouldn't say that the, the image and everything was fully realized or fully formed yet, but he knew where, where he was and kind of where he wanted it to go. It was just a matter of figuring out the best way to get there and what it looked like once he got there. And I don't want to get into, you know, a full social media strategy, but I know, I just think his approach to Instagram is, um, is just pretty interesting. Will you tell me the, the thought behind that or you know just sort of describe how he presents himself on Instagram. Yeah, so we you know we sat down early on and we're like what platform is the one that you think is best for you because he's he's a producer first and foremost. So he's not 
big on trying to build like a celebrity profile as far as like the personality of the artist. And it was always more about art and the visual and the music. Um, so we focused on Instagram because that was a place that really fit what we were trying to build with him. Um, and it really allowed us to drive home like the visual first approach of his artist image and what he was trying to show people. Um, he's got great taste in art and photography. And the goal was really to create and curate this page that allows him to showcase that stuff in a very simple and convenient way. Um, we looked at a bunch of different people and how they were handling their Instagram from doing the murals to posting and doubles and triplets and all the different ways people were using the platform to kind of create a world. Um, and for us, we found that using a variation of like white space and geometric shapes felt best for him to kind of create a collage across his page. Um, and it's something that he's very passionate about. Um, and it's a vision that he had all on his own. Um, and we just kind of sat down and built out what it would look like on an Instagram page. And he has like a, a hidden dummy page that he tries posts out on before and all that type of thing. So it's very curated and it's very important to him, but it's 100% his vision um, and the way he thinks it's best for him to share what he sees with the world and what he wants people to see in him. That's really interesting. That dummy page, does he do it just to see how it looks on platform or does he sort of test images and see how the reaction, what's the dummy page used for? It's purely to see formatting. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I think it might have one or two like bot followers that kind of flow in and out of there, but um, he doesn't use it for any interactions. It's purely to see how it looks on desktop, how it looks on mobile, how it fits into a feed, because um, a few of us that work with him follow it, so we can see how it kind of comes into our place, mm -hmm. and if it feels like it feels nice, or if it feels like it kind of throws you off. But yeah, it's very thought out, and it's something he like takes a lot of pride in, in yeah. figuring out the best way to present it. I think a lot of people, you know, are very confident in their tastes or their approach, but I think this is, you know, sort of one extra step. Like, let's actually see what it looks like and not just inside my head, but what it looks like on platform. Now, I want to say congratulations. You know, I'm logging into or I'm taking a look at Spotify for Artists and who do I see uh, right on Spotify's page, but uh, Shalou. So how did that come about? And let actually, let me back up. So Spotify for Artists is their on-platform uh, tool set that artists can create a uh, login and create a you know a page and you know login and so Shalou was featured on that so if you could just give us a little bit of like how that happened and then just a little bit of detail on what Spotify for artists is that'd be great Chris yeah so Spotify has been a huge supporter of the whole Shalou project um, pretty much across the board um, as we were rolling out the EP in May. Um, we were trying to figure out ways we could kind of experiment with the platform and what we could do more with the data that they provided us. Um, we got connected with the head of artist research at Spotify, Carly, um, and we had a meeting about Shalou. She was super interested in the project um, as he's an unsigned and unpublished artist, and he's very avid user of Spotify for artists, and he's very particular about the way he brands himself on Instagram and all the things we just touched on. Um, so we sat with her, we explained to her how important the data was for us and how we used it to help Shalou remain independent in the sense of understanding his fans, understanding the markets, understanding where money was coming from so we could create assets so we knew how we could budget with certain things. Um, and from there, it just kind of clicked. Uh, Joe, who's Shalou, that's his actual name, um, would share notes on things that he liked and disliked about Spotify for artists. You know, he would 
send me a note at four in the morning being like, hey, I really wish that it said this instead of that, or this type of data was represented this way, and I would share it with that team. And it just became like a really good relationship of them really taking the time to hear and digest what he was saying as an artist and really giving us great responses and great feedback on why that couldn't happen or how it was happening or how they perceived it in their space. So it became just a really good relationship um, for me and for Joe. Um, and it was something that I think he was really proud of to be able to say he was able to be a voice in kind of helping these things come together on the back end. But it's been a, a very invaluable tool for us as we kind of look at planning his EPs, planning his tours, planning his digital strategies. Um, we use that data pretty much every day. And I've seen a lot of people, uh, you know, Spotify has, has a very um, distinct image to their branded playlist. And I think I've seen artists in some ways try to replicate that. What What's the image you try to uh, portray or, you know, put across on the Spotify platform for the artist? On the Spotify, we've really tried to focus it on being more of a curated space of just things that Shalu likes in general. Um, we have, you know, his artist photo, um, which is like a performance photo right now. He has a playlist that he updates every week called Shalu Discovers, and it's just artists that he's found or songs that he's found that he really likes, um, and we'll use that um, to pin at the top of the page, or we'll use a song that he just particularly likes from an artist he's either touring with or someone he's collaborated with, and we'll pin that on the page at the artist pick and do things like that. But we always try to make it be something that's like, okay, you get here, you know you're here for the Shalu music, but here's all the different things that he likes or the things that help influence him as an artist, and here's how you can kind of find them. So for us, we've used it as more of here's a page where you can hear his things, and here's a section of that page where you can hear who influenced these things, who he's listening to, and the way he kind of looks at music right now. So for us, it's definitely more of like his tastemaker portal, I mm -hmm. guess, for lack of a better term. Are people asking to be on his playlist? Yes, we do have people reach out. Um, he has people tweet at him all the time like, hey, I just released this new song. I'm a, you know, I'm a new artist. I'm a new producer. Um, I'd love for you to check it out, see if it fits in your playlist. Um, whenever he shares the playlist, he does a good job about tagging other artists that he's added to it, and it creates a good engagement on Twitter or Instagram or wherever he feels like posting it. Um, and people share it, people comment on it. People, you see those same artists go and grab his songs when they come out and put it on their playlists. So it's created a little bit of a community in that space of of him sharing people's music and then organically sharing it back. That's nice. So it's been really cool to see that. He's updating it once a week, you said. Is it all new each week or just sort of adding to existing track lists? Um, more of adding to the existing track list. Mm -hmm. um, I think he pulls some things out occasionally, but it's more of just kind of an accumulation of things that he listens to over time. And Spotify just recently launched the app. Is that a game changer for you? Has that been really important on how he started to use Spotify for artists? I think it's definitely been very helpful, um, especially with the past month and a half he's been on the road. Um, so it's been awesome for us to be able to have these conversations and him do it from his phone because when you're traveling and touring, it's really hard to sit down, open up a laptop, get connected to Wi-Fi and kind of make like a workstation, I guess. Um, so it's been great to see the app kind of evolve and become this thing that, um, that mimics what's happening on desktop and then also 
you know, like the real time streams and the things that you can see in that app are just, you know, it's cool to log in and see, hey, this is how many times this project's getting listened to. This is how many people are listening to it. This is what it looks like. Um, especially in, in moments with him where he's, you know, on tour and some nights the shows are great. Some nights the shows are frustrating and it's like you can still log in and like see how your music is reacting across the board in other places. And I think for, for an artist like him, that's, that's so tapped into the digital world and it kind of came up on that. It's like a nice reassurance to be able to go back and be like, okay, tonight maybe wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be, but look at how many people are still like finding my music and sharing it and doing all these things at the same time as a show that's not necessarily resonating the way I'd like. So I think it's a cool way to look at things. And just to be clear for everybody, Spotify for artists, that's not exclusive. Anybody can sign up for that. That's accurate, correct? Correct. Yes. So all you have to do, I think, I don't know the exact steps, but if I remember correctly, you just pretty much log on to Spotify. You go to artists.spotify.com and then you can make a request to gain access to an, to an artist that you work with. And I think for us, it took like two or three days per request to go through and then you're pretty much tapped into the entire uh, data dashboard. So it's pretty awesome. And then so let's, let me just ask first, inter- besides uh, what you're seeing data, what are you able to do there? You are able to, is it just image or is it, what else can you do with the, the your artist page? So yeah, you can log in and you can update your image. You can update your bio. Um, if you have a Wikipedia, you can tie that in. You can create playlists of yourself, you know, that you curate that are solely yours. You can follow other people's playlists and highlight those. Um, but I think the biggest thing for us outside of kind of creating that space has been just being able to log in and, and see the audience demographics of, of what's happening with these songs and being able to see, you know, as an independent artist, how these songs are tracking day to day, week to week, month to month, because then we can make kind of a, you know, an educated guess on how much money is going to be coming in in a month to two months. So we can budget out, you know, what we're going to do for this music video, what we're going to do for this tour production, merchandise, all those things. And it kind of becomes a tool to where you're looking at Spotify as a way of reaching people, but also as a funding source and a way to help you budget what it is you're doing and what it is you're kind of looking to create and produce over time. So for us, I mean, that's a very important thing. And then tapping into um, the fans and their age, their gender, the geo other artists are listening to those things come really in handy for us as we build out like Facebook advertising campaigns, IG campaigns, Google AdWords, things like that, um, where we can go in and we can tie these related artists into it. We can tie in these, these, um, geographies. We can tie in these ages. Um, and it's coming from a place where we know that those fans exist and it just helps us feel like we're making a more efficient, um, spend. You know, because we have to take all these things to Shalu and be like, hey, you're an independent artist. All this money's coming out of your pocket. Here's where we think you should spend it. And here's a place where we can show you this is why it's justified. And this is, you know, where we're pulling this data from. And it's not us just winging it and throwing off the top of our head that this could be a good idea. Yeah, I think that's so, so valuable for a person in your position to, you know, provide, um, you know, leverage in your conversation that this is not my best guess this is this is really like you know this is a targeted uh, effort on our end to grow your career exactly and it helps you know as we take things off platform of spotify and 
and he sends us ideas of, hey, I want to collaborate with this brand or I want to do something with this um, entity or, you know, partnership. It's We can take this information and share it with these people and it gives us a stronger leverage point in these conversations to say, hey, we have these numbers and this is what these numbers are made up of and this is how it looks based on, you know, the market you live in or the market you're trying to target as a company or as a brand. And along with seeing uh, real-time uh, stream data, do you see all the playlists you're on and which playlists do best or things like that? Yeah, you can log in and see the playlist that you're currently on and you can get a sense of like, when the song was added, how many listeners um, have found the song on that playlist in a certain amount of time, how many streams it's gotten from that playlist. Um, you can't see necessarily like how it's reacting on that playlist. That's something that I think is like purely specific for Spotify internally. Mm -hmm. But for us, you know, we can log in and be like, okay, this song got added to pop chill out playlist on this date. And in the last 24 hours, it had this many listeners and streams last seven days, this many and last 28 days, this many, and just kind of get a sense of which playlists are making the most impact um, for your artists and where people are finding and and saving and listening to them from. We're going to be speaking with uh, Brittany from Pandora in a moment, but just before that, are there? Uh, seems like Shalou's focused on Instagram for socials. Is he primarily focused on Spotify, or are you? Do you have different strategies uh, based on the platform? Um, I think Spotify was like the first champion of his in a real way. Um, so that was something that we kind of got focused on first. But we do utilize um, Pandora Amp. We utilize the featured track campaigns. Um, he's been on tour for the past four weeks now. We do the promoted single and we had him do audio drops and put them in each city and, you know, using Pandora to kind of craft a different type of, of artist image. And that's one that's really driven by him as kind of a curator and him being able to drop his voice in over songs and being able to just target certain areas with the tracks we think are most reactive, um, has been really cool. And that's been something it's been really cool to kind of test and experiment with on Pandora. And then with YouTube has been something that his following isn't massive on, but it's something we've started to really kind of curate um, and kind of take the same idea we have with Spotify where it's like, okay, you can have these playlists on uh, YouTube and instead of them being songs and things, it's videos that inspire you. And instead of Mm -hmm. your songs, it's videos for your songs. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, how do we kind of tell the story and create a visual world over here that's like moving and animated. How do we have this photo world on Instagram? How do we have this music world on Spotify? And then, yeah, as we're, as we started to implement the Pandora stuff with touring, it's become very valuable because, you know, with Spotify, you can't necessarily market tour dates on the platform. You can list them and people can go see them, but it's really powerful on, on Pandora to be able to log in, create an asset and have it be serviced to different markets. So I think, you know, we're trying to continue to branch out more and more, but I think right now those are the ones that have given us the best access to utilize what what we feel we need to kind of get Shalu to where he needs to go. Nice. So, Chris, I'm going to uh, ask a few questions of Brittany now, but feel free to chime in. There might be some things that as a manager that, um, that you could uh, offer some insight on or maybe have a question about. So, Brittany, we just uh, heard some things about AMP and uh, targeted songs um, from Chris, but could you just give a broad overview of uh, the marketing opportunities that Pandora offers? 
Absolutely. Yeah, that intro was a great segue to talk about Pandora's artist marketing platform or what we like to refer to as AMP. So essentially, this is a suite of self-serving tools that allow you to address your audience, target your audience, and boost your music on platform. So that's just a higher level overview, but be happy to dig into some of those deeper as well. Oh, let's get deep. All right, let's get let's deep. Get deep. <laughs> so uh, is, it, is it available to everybody or is it something that you have to qualify for? If you're an artist that's spinning on Pandora, you can access AMP and it's totally free. So anyone who's on platform can access it. And so what are, give me like the one, two, three that artists can do mm -hmm. uh, on AMP. Sure. So to kick things off, one of the tools available to artists is artist audio messaging. So this is something that Chris hinted at a little bit earlier, but this allows you to really speak to your fans on Pandora. And so you have a message that you can record, which will be around 15 seconds or less. And this message will launch whenever a listener is launching your station or before or after one of your songs. So these can be really targeted. It can be for a new single where you say, hey, I really want you to check out this new song. Here's a little anecdote about it, whatever it might be. And then the listener is brought right into your track. And a lot of times we find that artists find this useful for new music because listeners have this interesting tendency upon hearing a new song to skip it or maybe give it a thumbs down without realizing it, realizing that it's from an artist they really like. So it's a really cool way to queue up some new music in a way that is really relatable and it's more of an in-ear experience so you feel like that artist is really talking to you. So artist audio messages are just one of the tools that we have in AMP. Another one being the featured track. This is really the simplest and easiest way to boost your music on Pandora. Essentially this will introduce your music to listeners that it wouldn't have otherwise reached. So as soon as a track is featured, it'll kick off an eight-week period of accelerated testing of your music. So we're exposing your music to more and more listeners which gives us more of an opportunity to get feedback. We want to know what types of listeners are engaging with your music positively, whether that's by creating an artist station based off of your artist name, whether that's giving it a thumbs up. But by accelerating this process, we can find a better home for your music so that you have an organic place for new listeners to really find your music and continue to create that really personalized listening experience. So artist audio messages and featured tracks are the two main tools that we have, but there are a few different ways that you can customize those and make them even more specialized. One of which is if you want to promote a single. So you can actually link a single off platform to an artist audio message. So people can not just stream your music on Pandora, but they can click to download. It's a really cool way that fans can interact with you as an artist and we don't mind if we're you know, kicking you off to uh, download that music because we're really just helping you as an artist and we're making it so the listeners can find everything that they need on platform. In addition to just promoting a single, you can actually promote a show as well. So we're able to funnel in all of the information you have on tour dates and actually geo-target messages. So that can be really awesome when you're saying, hey, Atlanta, I'm coming to town, come check out my gig really cool way to make sure that you're only targeting the listeners and the fans that are going to be close by and we can link right out to your show so 
your listeners can buy tickets. And this is all free? All free. <laughs> this is that's what I think is just so amazing that this is just a there your your company's building support for the artist. It's not just about getting fans to listen to your platform, but it's like, all right, we've got musicians who are on our platform. How do we best enable their career through our platform? I think it's just such a great um you know, give back to the people who are helping who are being featured on Pandora. Absolutely. And one of the really great things about this is you don't need a huge label behind you to take advantage of some of these artist marketing tools. If you are on Pandora, we want to make sure you have access to reach your fans. And there are so many listeners on platform and we want to make sure that you can reach them. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're having this podcast because TuneCore is, you know, made up of independent artists and we need to find out ways that they can best market themselves and you know, you were hearing, oh, Facebook, Instagram, but what about on platform? And I think this is these are why we're really trying to highlight these two areas that are available to any artist for free directly on the places that are people are listening to the music. Now, just as an example, I'm listening to a, a, a Pandora station and Shalu pops up, but I've never heard of Shalu. Would his message, would his audio message pop uh, play to me even though I've never heard of him? So we would only put that music in front of a listener if our genome or that listener's preferences would indicate that the listener would potentially be interested sure. in that I'm kind of music. I'm saying like I'm listening to my, you know, I'm listening to a station I created where Shalu would fit right in, but mm -hmm. it's just the first time I'm experiencing his music. His audio message could also hit me even though I'm a fairly a new listener to his music. Exactly. So you don't actually need to indicate that you want a station created based off of that artist alone. But if that artist's music surfaces on other stations, the message can also be played there as well. Now, that was mine just hypothetical. Have you seen some interesting things that some artists have done on platform or just give some examples of, you know, things that have actually happened? Sure. So one of those definitely deals with tours. Um, and we've noticed with a lot of the geographic data that we're able to collect that these messages can be really targeted. So it doesn't just mean when you're going to an area, you definitely want to blast them with your show info, but that's an option available to you. We've noticed this year more and more is in areas that have experienced some type of natural disaster, which we've seen unfortunately a lot of this year, artists can actually use our geo-targeting data to say, hey, Texas, I'm coming to town and I want to raise money. And I want this money to go towards a nonprofit that I'm really passionate about. And so it's a really cool way that artists have used the platform, not just to further their own aims, but also to create larger impact as well. That's great. That's real timely. So how quickly can somebody create, say, an audio message for it to go live on platform? What's the turnaround on that? So artist audio messages do need to be approved by our team just to make sure that they're good audio quality. We have people that make sure that the listeners are getting a good experience, but it's very short. It's a day or two. Amazing. It's just a few days. So that's really awesome. So these can go up pretty quickly. Something that we have as well within the mobile Pandora app is AmpCast. So for anyone who's based in the U.S. and has access to the Pandora app, you can actually record this artist audio message on the go. We found that to be really valuable as well as artists are maybe behind the scenes or playing a show and they want their message to be really specific and timely to whatever's going on. They can actually do it within the app directly and sort of avoid a lot of the complications that 
or the delays that come along with trying to do everything on web. Very cool. Now, you specifically work at Next Big Sound. Can you give us how does Next Big Sound relate to Pandora and what you're, you know, what are the things you're working on at Next Big Sound? Absolutely. So Pandora's AMP actually used to include data and analytics within the platform, but then offboarded some of those data and analytics tools to Next Big Sound. And for those of you that don't know, Next Big Sound was launched in 2009 as a data and analytics platform based on the foundation of artist profiles. So anyone can create an artist profile. It's totally free. And you can connect a bunch of different data sources so that we can pull in those metrics and give you additional insights. So in 2015, Pandora actually acquired Next Big Sound. And so in addition to tracking a lot of different social and video metrics, we're now also able to be the reporting engine for Pandora at large. Next Big Sound has been really, really helpful as artists and their teams try to figure out who their audience is and trying to measure the effectiveness of some of the strategies they've implemented. So my role at Next Big Sound is really trying to make sure that people are making the best use of the data that they're receiving, making sure that artists and their teams really recognize the the size and reach of their audience so that they can go off and spend more time on creating music or coming up with really cool and innovative strategies. And I think going back to Spotify as well as uh, Pandora, you know, artists, while, you know, might be really interested in finding out this data, they, they don't want to, you know, comb through spreadsheets. These things are made available on nice, easily read dashboards uh, for the artists. So I think that's another thing that really both Spotify and Pandora have focused on is like make this not only just available, but an easy to use experience. Absolutely. We focus a lot on trying to visualize the really important data so that you don't need to dig through large spreadsheets. And within each artist profile, you're able to get a breakdown of you know, audience, reach, engagement, whatever it might be. But then for any of the artists that are spinning on Pandora, you can actually open up a bunch of different reports and graphs, which will visualize that data for you. So you can isolate a certain time period. You can see how that compares to a previous time where a single was released, whatever it might be. But we found that being able to interact with that data in a really easy to use way has made it much easier for artists to really understand what's going on. And uh, can you just give us the URL where artists can sign up? Absolutely. So for AMP, we have amp.pandora.com. And if you want more tips and tricks, ampplaybook.com would be the best place to start. And as far as Next Big Sound is concerned, www.nextbigsound.com. Tricky. Uh, and yes, going back to what Chris was talking about with Spotify, it is artist.spotify.com. And they also have you know guide pages. I think that's uh, slash guide slash your artist page. And, you know, I just want to make sure that people are also aware Google Play has play.google.com forward slash artists where you can personalize your store page, um, look into some edits of your own genre and image. So, um, and then Apple Music, you can actually write into TuneCore and we can enable you to upload your artist image so that you're not just the gray microphone on Apple Music. You can personalize your image on Apple Music. And then, you know, it's what's great that Spotify now allows uh, people to edit their um, bio. Can you edit bio on Pandora? So you can have a custom profile image on 
Pandora through AMP, mm. and the bio that's pulled into Next Big Sound actually comes from Wikipedia. Oh, it comes from Wikipedia because mm -hmm. I know uh, for a long time many, and I think many sites are still using it. Is a company called Rovi, uh, who spot who you know are behind all music, but you can get your uh, bio updated by going to rovi.com. I think it's you know it's a submission process. It's not as easy as just owning your page, but still, it's another way you can take advantage of how your image. And your information is uh, put across various uh, platforms. Chris, we haven't talked to you in a moment. Did you have any questions for Brittany? Um, I don't think I had anything in particular, but it was nice to kind of hear you go more in depth about some of the things that we've been experimenting with on the Shalou side. Um, and I'm definitely going to check out the playbook. I was not aware of that. So I'm excited to dig into that link. And is there anything else that you want to speak to about on-platform opportunities? platform being Spotify, Pandora, et cetera? I think, I think we kind of covered everything that, that I know that we utilize the most. Um, but I think a big thing for us um, and all the conversations that we've had with the different platforms has just been trying to focus on ways to, like you said, have the data be packaged up in a way that isn't a big spreadsheet that's easily digestible, but then how to take that and move it off platform um, and really find a way to where what you're doing with Pandora can, you know, impact what you're doing with Spotify and what you're doing with Spotify can impact Pandora and they can both impact Apple. And I think all of that type of stuff is figuring itself out. Um, but I do think that's kind of like the exciting part of all of this in music is as these platforms develop their own tools and their own resources specifically for those worlds, how those worlds will kind of end up influencing what you can do with other platforms and how you can create better conversations. Um, yeah. So... That's what I'm really excited about with, with all the things people are doing to help artists. And before I let Brittany get her last words in, anything you want to plug, tour, new music, anything? I think, I'm trying to think right now, we have so many dates coming up. Um, we actually do have a new Shalou song coming out next week. Um, it'll be the first song he's put out since his project in May. Um, and he's wrapping up a direct support run for Quinn92 right now. Um, and then next year he's going to be doing his first set of headlining dates. So we're really excited about that and hoping to announce those in the next few weeks. And have you uh, taken advantage of trying to sell tickets through Spotify yet? I've seen some artists be able to do that. Is that, am I incorrect about that? Um, we can have the show listed as like a concert oh. date, but we haven't tried to experiment with really doing the, I think you're talking about the, like the pre-sale to fans directly. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, so we haven't done that with Shulu. I've done that with other artists I work with, um, but we're, we're planning to do that with the headlining dates. It's something we've just wanted to save and hold for a special moment like that. Um, but those things are really easy to set up with, with Spotify's team, and they usually need like a two-week heads up. Mm -hmm. And they'll go in and they'll allow you to customize the landing page and the password and all those things to access those tickets. Um, and it's pretty crazy to see how strong the reaction usually is and at least like the click through and the amount of people that buy tickets on that. It's really powerful for, for a developing artist. So what's the name of the song and when does it come out? Uh, the name of the song is called you and me and it comes out on November 2nd. So next Thursday. Thank you, Chris. Brittany, do you have any uh, last words you want to put in? Sure. Just to piggyback on what Chris just mentioned, we think it's really important to recognize that so many things that happen within an artist's career aren't, isolated. So it's one of the reasons why we like tracking everything in Next Big Sound so you can see 
how something that happened on Instagram might increase the number of listeners that created a station in Pandora or something that happened on YouTube might translate over to Twitter. So it's really a great hub to see everything in one place. And over at Next Big Sound, we recently launched what we're referring to as notifications. So if you create a free Next Big Sound account and you follow an artist, whether that's yourself or some artists of interest, you'll actually get notified when a noteworthy or exceptional spike has popped up. And we have so much data in our system that we're able to really pinpoint when something is exceptional. And I definitely recommend that artists take advantage of that so you're able to really track things as they occur. And you'll get a notification saying, hey, we noticed that on this platform you're performing you know, X times more than what we would expect. It really allows you to take advantage of those opportunities so that they don't pass you by and you can really help even add more momentum to whatever's going on. Thank you, Brittany. I also just want to make sure that everybody's aware that through TuneCore distribution, you know, right there on your dashboard, you're getting trending uh, data. You can get your Spotify streams, you can get your Amazon sales, and you can get your iTunes sales. Next day, you can see the countries that uh, the streams and purchases took place. And then for iTunes, you can even dial it down to the city. So there's a lot of analytics right there on the TuneCore dashboard as well. And of course, take advantage of TuneCore Social, which can tie in a lot of these uh, data points as well, right from your TuneCore uh, dashboard. And uh, you can make use on the mobile app as well. Thank you so much, Brittany. Thank you so much, Chris. And this is Music Made Me, the TuneCore podcast.